Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. I am Jennifer. I'm Corey. And Corey, why don't you tell our listeners what it is we're going to talk about today? Yeah, so we've actually got a couple part series coming up where we're going to break down the top 10 things that we're focused on for clients coming up in 2020. So we've got a list of those 10 things. We're going to run through that and then we're going to talk about the top three today. So in part two of this, we're going to talk about the next three. And then in part three, we're going to do the four that are remaining. Yep. And so I think um, let's. I think we should go through actually our top ten list so that our listeners have it. And then just so that everybody is aware, we've been doing a ton of client meetings and strategy, and we work on these strategies throughout the year. And they've kind of been percolating, and we think that they've risen to the top. That these are the real things that we are focused on with our clients, and so. A handful of these, actually, I had a meeting yesterday, Corey, with about six surgeons um, at 7 a.m., and they were so intrigued by some of these and want to put them into next year's plan that they have now decided they want to meet again to really dive through it over the course of a couple of hours. And so um, I think that there's there's some real meat to these, and I think we're going to see them in the medical practices that we're working with in 2020 and beyond. So I think it's a it's a timeliness um, issue in having this episode or this series now. So I'll go into the first three like that I'm really paying attention to. One is voice search and SEO page revamp. Number two is focus groups followed by number three, emails. And then part two, we're going to cover community management versus reputation management and social media. Uh, patient onboarding is going to be the next topic we focus on. And then employee communication is going to round out part two of our series. Yeah. And then the third part, we're going to focus on employee engagement and training, which was a huge topic at a conference that I attended last week with a bunch of medical practice administrators. Then we're going to discuss website chat and some of the operational challenges that go to that, but how important um, kind of communication on your website is to the overall patient experience. Then you're going to share um, a lot on the, the resource libraries. And then we're going to talk about a trend that we're seeing more and more, which has really sparked some interest with some um, of the larger practices that we work with, which is the idea of owned media. So um, I think those are some really kind of good kind of 10 strategies that people need to be thinking about for next year. But let's go ahead and dive right into it. So Corey, let's get started with voice search and SEO page revamps. Yeah, so a lot of what we've been hearing from different conferences and different folks in the industry that we've been talking to is the rise of voice search. So voice search is being picked up uh, and used at a rate that's faster than mobile. So if that tells you one thing, it means you're already behind the curve, you're behind the eight ball. So one of the things, one of the top things, in fact, that we're doing for our clients next year is revamping and basically uh, going back into previous pages and posts on websites and 
formatting them so that they can show up for voice. So if you've ever used a voice assistant, you'll know that you, you call out your Alexa, your Siri, your Google, what have you, and then you ask it a question typically. So when you're looking at your website, you want to actually lead with a question. And then instead of being cute in the intro and sort of burying the answer within the content, you want to bring that right up to the top. And you can do some, some technical things on the back end to help with that. But the goal is to show up as the voice search result. And there's only one voice search result winner. So depending on what the topic is, um, you may or may not uh, be able to be the winner there. But uh, if it's a very niche topic, you can, in fact, um, see a, a pretty big upticks, or so we've been told. So what we're going to do is we're going to start doing that for a, a large number of our clients. And at the same time, we're also going to focus on SEO revamp, which is essentially linking different articles and posts and pages within their website together. Um, and including some rich media assets that we now have, we didn't have in the past. So those are things like uh, videos, GIFs, uh, photos, anything that, let's say we put together a post three or four years ago, which I'm sure you guys probably have in the past, where you've put this post or a blog or something together, and then you, know, you just kind of forget about, forget it. about it. So it's time to go back and uh, spend some time and reorganize those things, update them, add some rich media if you've got it, maybe you've got a new doctor video you can throw on there, link them together, change some of the copy around, change the headline so it's a question, and then move the answer right up to the beginning. And you should see a pretty big bump in your Google Analytics and your search based off that. Yeah, and I had yesterday, so when I met with a bunch of docs, I presented the voice search as one of our strategies for 2020. And immediately had a doc ask me, he said, look, Jen, I think it's great and all. Um, it's a big undertaking for their site because they have like 620 pages and we're estimating about an hour and a half per page. So there's definitely some prioritization that needs to occur. But the doctor was like, look, I think that, you know, using Alexa or Siri or some, something like that is great for finding out the sports scores or the daily news or like some piece of trivia. But he didn't really seem to think that health was going to be um, so high up on search. And so I shared with him two things. One is when we were at Content Marketing World this past um, past year, that I sat in on a session with the company that did all of the voice search revamp for a chain of children's hospitals throughout the state of Texas. And they had um, they had the data to support that parents especially or patients or potential patients that have like mobility issues are very high adapters, um, adopters of voice technology. So I think, you know, in terms of if you if think about that, if, if you've got a patient base that has kids where they may be holding those kids, they might be more apt to use search. If you have folks with orthopedic issues, they may be more apt to use search. And I'm sure there's a slew of other subspecialties that go with that too. Yeah, I mean, I would say that from a broad standpoint, like if you just sort of imagine your, yourself in like day-to-day -day use, it, it can be anything from like how, like how high of a fever is too high? Like that's a question I could see myself standing in the kitchen where I don't feel well and asking a voice assistant that, or um, like does Botox really work? You know, like it's just, it's simple things like that because if you, if you use a Google assistant, it'll say according to the website, blah, 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 Botox will effectively, and then it gives you an answer. 
And so I, I would push back on that a little bit and, and say that people are going to, well, we already see it. They use voice in ways we never would have thought of six months ago. So in another six months, it's going to be even that much more prevalent. Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of info here for the listener because we're talking about it specifically with some of our clients that have a retail component. So that, you know, they have something where they want to get somebody in the office because maybe they have an ancillary, you know, ophthalmology groups are a good example. Like if you want somebody to come in and buy new lenses, you know, why not give them a free Alexa device? You know, they're having a sight impairment. Why not give them something where they don't have to sit in front of a computer and read? They can actually talk to it and make voice part of your retail strategy as well as part of your SEO strategy. And so, yeah, the doctor was really, the surgeon was looking for, he was a sports med guy. He was looking for specific examples of other healthcare providers who are leaning into voice next year. And so I also shared with them the full day kind of marketing patient experience summit that you and I attended that was hosted by Cleveland Clinic and all of their vendors. And I, I shared with the doc that you know, Cleveland Clinic is leaning into voice and has actually hired an entire team of people that are focused solely on voice and Alexa type apps and health tips of the day. And so now, right now, if you went and subscribed at Alexa for the health tip of the day, that would actually be Cleveland Clinic's health tip of the day. And so there's a lot of conversation around voice. Is it gonna is it gonna be like super fast adoption? You gotta have your, you know, have your act together in January of 2020? No. Can we guarantee that you're gonna see something from it? No. But what we can say is that this is the next big thing from a search standpoint. And why would you not do this? Because every time, if you really want to get local, local, when you, if you're focused on local and directory listings and things like that, that all ties into voice search. And so there's a big conversation, but the practice managers out there need to know that voice is something that you need to be at least versed in to start having these conversations of where you're going for 2020 and beyond. Hey guys, Corey here, co-host of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, and I wanted to interrupt this episode just for a minute to tell you about Insight Training Solutions. So Insight Training Solutions is an ongoing employee engagement and training platform for your medical practice, meaning employees can log on and take these medical practice-specific trainings whenever and wherever they are. And each training is meant to increase employee engagement, improve practice reputation, and develop some patient service mindsets. If we're being honest, something that we all know some of the employees may lack. Not uh, calling anybody out by name, but uh, one of the cool things about Insight Training Solutions is they're always developing new content. And they just released 10 Steps to a Phenomenal Patient Experience, where you'll learn how to create a phenomenal patient experience, strengthen job security, and discover customer service secrets for your entire team. So this course is in addition to the other ones they already have, which include communication across generations and how to understand today's multi-generational workforce and how to develop overall patient experience. This is another course, the new approach to customer service. We've also got eight ways to wow patients and you can sign up for a free trial to see what everything is about uh, at insighttrainingsolutions.io. That's insighttrainingsolutions.io or just Google Insight Training Solutions. You'll be glad you did. And 
at the very least, if you're updating your website and you just think about attention spans these days and you're going in and you're changing some of your most viewed pages to the questions and then providing the answers to them, even if it has nothing to do with voice, the users and potential patients that are on your website are really going to appreciate that. And you will, I think, see a difference there as well. Yeah, I totally agree. So let's go on into the, the second one, which is one that I'm really excited about and have been focused on, and that is focus groups. Um, I'm kind of looking at it in three different ways. We've got online focus groups to help us with a user experience from a user experience standpoint. We have patient focus groups, both group level and individual level focus. And then we have employee focus groups. And so the online focus groups, um, there are some services out there. We're going to be doing this with a handful of clients, but there are some services out there where we can sign up relatively inexpensive and pick our demographics of a potential client, a potential patient, send them to the client's website and have them go through some sort of action. And so I'm looking at it in terms of um, an ortho practice that I was with yesterday, the same one of picking a handful of patients out, running them through the system and asking them, how would you choose your knee surgeon? You have knee pain. How would you go about it? And not tell them anything other than the website where I want them to end up and watch them from start to finish schedule an appointment and then offer feedback to us on how we can make improvements to the website. I'm super excited about this. And then focus groups in person. So we have a client um, down in the state that we're in, down in the southern side, and they're, they're dealing with a large hospital group that's moving in. So they're trying to get some data related to themselves and the hospital group and how the community perceives them. And so we are actually next week doing a series of in-person focus groups with their patients. And um, I'm really excited about that because that data is going to be so valuable in the plan that we're putting together for the next year. And then we're doing a series of exit interviews with patients themselves, where we're going to ask them the same questions as we do in the group focus um, segments, but we're going to ask them in an individual one-on-one um, -on -one setting, because we think that you'll get different data based on one-on-one -on -one versus group and then finally, next year, I've got into a couple of the different plans that I've been working on doing employee focus groups. I'm really looking forward to using focus groups as an, in, a tool for engagement and then using um, an opportunity like at lunch or, you know, in an afternoon where we take 10, 20 employees, put them in a room and ask them to take a look at maybe our different things that are going on on social media and seeing if our marketing messages are reflective of the um, of the employees, which really are a good representation of the population of the community. And then also um, just the sheer number of ideas that will come from people in within a focus group environment. And so we are really bullish on focus groups and really taking some of that traditional marketing and bringing it into the practices that we're working with. And I think there's a lot of like, little takeaways that, you know, that our listeners can get from this, that they could also lean on their employees and patients to find out how they can improve. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, there's definitely a lot to unpack there. But I think the, the main takeaway is that we as management or, you know, directors, executives, etc, physicians too, we assume that we know what the patients think of us and what they want and need to hear. 
but we don't often ask them what they want and need to hear. So the focus groups are a great way to do that, both in a group and an individual setting. And then the same thing can be said for the employees. You know, these are the folks that are literally like on the front lines every day. They're seeing where there's operational hiccups and they're seeing where there's uh, opportunities for new service lines or messaging or just tweaks. And again, it's the same thing. We, a lot of times we don't really engage them the way that we should. So the focus groups, yes, we're going to use them for marketing, but we're also going to use them from an operational side, um, specifically for employees. And then I, I think that one, that's going to give them some ownership. So they feel like, oh, wow, I do have a voice. People are listening to me. And then two, it's, it's going to show that they're a part of the team. They're a part of the culture. So it's nothing but a win-win anyway, it's like it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I'm excited about it. And it's relatively inexpensive if you've got a plan. And I think it just makes us all better. So what's, um, what's kind of the, the third one that we want to talk about today? So the third one for today is all about email. So specifically what we're going to roll out for some clients of ours are a list of uh, automations that people can sign up for. So there's not specifically like um, any sort of PHI being exchanged here, but it's uh, basically saying, okay, so you come to the website, you're interested in, let's say, learning more about cataract surgery. So if you, if you give us your email here, we will send you a list of uh, five emails over the course of five weeks or five days, whatever. And the first one's going to talk about what a cataract is. The second one is going to talk about the different types of lenses. The third one's going to talk about how you should choose your surgeon, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just informational emails. And at the bottom, there's going to be a little uh, sort of call to action to say, hey, if you want to learn more, then you can sign up here. If not, then check out the email tomorrow or next week or whatever the schedule winds up being. Um, but we're, we're rolling that out across different service lines and different treatments for a lot of our clients. And, and it's going to be interesting because with the, the automation data, you get so many analytics back. You can see when people open it, how, like when they're looking at it, if they click on anything. Um, so we can try a lot of different headlines and calls to action. And it's really just going to give us a ton of valuable data about what people want to learn about. And it's a great way to keep these potential patients engaged and show that we really, we are invested in educating them, which is something that not a lot of practices do. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I was at a, I shared that I was at a conference, the Digital Marketer Conference up in New York um, a couple weeks back, and they are really excited about email. And the reason being is that we're just so busy and there's so many distractions on a regular basis that we feel very safe in our email. And we like at this point, people are more responsive to getting the email, keeping the full story within the inbox and not forcing you to click on to something else. And I think, you know, we've got the, the, the skim. What is one of the other ones that the daily brew is another really daily good daily brew, the skim. There's, there's quite a few companies who have now built their entire business strategy is nothing but delivering fantastic content through email and they're doing this because it's working again and it's really about going back to the basics so email email newsletters drip campaigns automations there's a tremendous amount of data that we can all learn from and i promise you as a medical practice 
if you go heavy into this email kind of strategy for 2020 and you do nothing else, you will see dividends here and your competitors will not be doing this because of how much work it is. It is quite a lot of work. I can test well, that. I promise, <laughs> that. I promise you that. Okay. So that is um, voice search focus groups and email strategies. And those are kind of our first three that we're going to do in this series. You got anything else to add for today, Corey? Um, no, I, I would say bonus tip. If you haven't signed up for the skim or the daily brew, then go ahead and do that because um, they really are fantastic and it's a great way to get a lot of bite-sized information. So that's a little bonus tip. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. And if you don't get the doctor marketing tips email from us every single week, then you need to make sure that you're on the list. All you got to do is pop over to our website. It is worth it because we give away a lot of great free content. Yeah, Dr. I mean, yeah, I, I just assume that everyone listening was already signed up. So if you're not, definitely make sure that you do that. That's awesome. All right. So with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.